believe you are believable of God's word and believe in life. You know what humility is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I Pastor Adunu God bless you. And write everything down. Saparabata divandu sarapide and and when I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. My spirit prays. My spirit prays. Do you want to be in touch with your spirit? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Rise from your spirit. When you pray in tongues, you pray right from your spirit. I pray the will of God. I pray out the mysteries of God. I pray out what the spirit of God and my spirit know. I pray it out and I receive edification. I pray that and I receive enlightenment. I pray that and I receive direction. I pray that and I see <laughs> this upon me. <laughs> we are stewards of the mysteries of God. <laughs> we are stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. <laughs> Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards, we are keepers of the mysteries of God. Remba la dire de de sama sama babash oh Aisha ka Aisha ka Aisha ka Aisha ka alusko durusha la baradash embrega de be embrega de be embrega be de embrega be de shabra ba 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 stewards of the mysteries of God we are stewards of the mysteries of God we steward the mysteries eka akan kaka as you speak in tongues. You speak the mysteries of God. You speak mysteries. God knows your life from beginning to end. As you speak in tongues, you speak out all the mysteries. You speak out the mysteries. Ribala 
Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Falagustum bararinde eletuze shalapanda. Do not say that we do not have what the Bible says that we have. Do not say that you are lost like a little child that knows not his way home. For you have been found and you are home, says the Lord. You have been found and you are home. And at home there are things that you have and there are things that you own for a son is the heir of his father and the son will one day own all the things of the father but the word tells us that as christ died we became heirs with him and so we are owners of these mysteries we are owners of these things we walk as owners for the lord has made us owners so don't don't act like a child an unstable child who does not know what he has but act like an heir who has come into the realization of all that he has one that stewards the mysteries of the kingdom one that holds on to and cleaves to what has become his or hers for then maturity is shown for then maturity is expressed for then maturity is displayed glory 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 hallelujah 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 first Corinthians 13 verse 2 says and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge so the gift of property is actually a revelation gift that helps you to understand all what mysteries and all what knowledge what is mystery mystery is something that is hidden something that is not known so prophecy helps you understand all mysteries and all knowledge first Corinthians 14 tells us in verse 2 that he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not to men but to God for no one understands Howbeit in the spirit, he what? He speaks mysteries. What does that mean? It means that the tongues I speak contain mysteries and by prophecy or by interpretation, I can interpret the mysteries of God. So your tongues are pregnant with meaning. Let me say this. If you go read down, it says, Paul said, when I pray in tongues, verse 14, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, it says, my spirit prays. How can tongues become what or contain what we call mystery? Is because when I pray in tongues, I'm actually expressing a prayer directly from my spirit. I want you to think about this. When you speak in tongues, it doesn't come to your mind. Your mind is what? Unfruitful. It doesn't come to your mind. If you are speaking in English or praying in English, it comes to your mind first. You are the source of that prayer. But when I speak in tongues, it bypasses my mind. Why? Because it comes directly from my spirit. So in other words, how do I know I have the spirit of God? One evidence is to speak in tongues. When I speak in tongues, I am speaking an expression of the spirit of God directly. So when I speak, ripatala, that didn't come from my mind. That came directly from my spirit. And the Bible says that when I speak in tongues, I speak not to men. I am speaking directly to God. But what am I speaking to God? I am speaking mysteries to God. There is no mystery between my spirit and God's spirit. But my mind has an issue with mysteries but there is no mystery so my tongue 
things are important because it means I am praying out to what God knows. Back to God. There is a conversation. There is a communication between my spirit and the spirit of God. But you see, the person who does not speak in tongues totally will never interpret. Are you seeing that? Because you can receive the interpretation and know the will of God. If I speak in tongues and I speak by my spirit to the spirit of God, if I interpret, I can know the gist of mysteries. Mysteries are things that are covered. Things that are not obvious to you. Things that are not known. For example, the future. The future is a mystery to man. You cannot know the future except the spirit of God lets you know. So one of the benefits of praying in tongues is I pray in tongues, pray in tongues, and I desire to interpret. What am I doing? I will eventually interpret and pray out the future. I will pray out what will happen. Now, there are two sides to it. One of them is that I will pray out the future, that the obvious future, what will happen. I will know this is going to happen. But the other one is I get to be part of creating the future by the Spirit of God. As I pray in the Spirit, what am I doing? I'm actually letting the Spirit of God rearrange circumstances and situations to suit His will. Hallelujah. Shabababa. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory for the mysteries that have been made available to us. For there is no mystery, you says the Lord. You are clear. Repanusa, <laughs> you are clear. There is no mystery to you. You have made it clear. You have given us your spirit. You have given us the gift of prophecy to know all mysteries. We just thank you because mysteries are known. We are not in the dark. We are children of light. We are not taken aback like ones who have been fallen upon by darkness. Hallelujah. We want to appreciate God for a very successful summer camp. <laughs> An extremely successful summer camp. All the odds were against us. There were many things that were not in favor of us. But you see, when God speaks a word, He says, let God be true and every man what? A liar. We need to get to the point where we believe God regardless of our feelings. Are you with me? Are you with me? We believe God regardless of our feelings or our flesh. Regardless of how we feel at the moment. We just believe God. And we had known that it was the will of God for us to have camp. Let me even teach you something. If God says something to you, right? And he has not said it again. He has said, do this. Don't go and start praying to God about what he already told you. Are you with me? If, for example, God has told you you are going to school in Nigeria, not going to school in the UK, you know, <laughs> don't go and meet God and start praying, Lord, what should I do? What's, what's your will? What's your will? My brother just went to Germany. Shaka, ta, da, 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 da. That is where confusion comes in. Are you with me? Or when God has clearly said something in his word, for example, I said, do not marry an unbeliever. Don't marry someone who is not born again. And you go to meet him in prayer. Lord, what do you think about sister this? Or brother this? And you are praying fervently, laboring. You know, the Bible talks about one guy, Epaphras. He says, he's laboring fervently. I'll say it in the Yoruba side. Fervently. <laughs> laboring fervently. It sounds he has no punch. Fervently for you. So when you are, when, <laughs> when you are fervent in the wrong thing, Confusion is the result. Hallelujah. 
Don't pray to God about what he has already told you clearly. What you already know clearly. Hallelujah. And today we're going to actually look at some things that will help to boost your... In fact, the topic is increasing your spiritual awareness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Increasing your spiritual awareness. Father, thank you. Thank you because you bypass my mind, bypass my biases, bypass all those things and have your way. I depend on you, Holy Spirit. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right, so I'm going to begin now. So when we talk about your spiritual awareness, it is no mystery or surprise by now that man is a spirit. As we are here, the Bible actually says you are a spirit. You are what? Spirit. Are you with me? You are a three-part being. You are a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body. So you are spirit. Someone say I'm spirit. Many times the reality of that doesn't dawn on us enough. That we are spirit. James 2 26 says, For as this body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. What's he saying? He says, For the as the body without the spirit is what? Dead. In other words, you have the ability to exist outside this body. Because the body is not the real you. The body is just an addition. The body is just part of the package. The body is not the real you. You can actually do without the body. That's why when a person dies, we call a person a disembodied spirit. It sounds more spooky when you say it that way. But a disembodied spirit. A spirit without a body. And we also found out that demonic spirits, for some reason, like bodies too. They like to inhabit the person's body. Yes. They do. They do. That's why we cast out devils, because they like a person's body. When they can't find a body, they enter into animals. When they can't find animals, they probably enter into trees and stuff, or inanimate objects. That's why if you go to your village, you'll probably see one stone that they've been worshipping for how many years. Because a demonic spirit has inhabited that nonsense. You've seen that. <laughs> so, you are spirits. You know, it's so serious that if, they, if you, God forbid, but if your hand is cut off, if you die, literally, you come out of your body, you still have your hand. It's just the physical one that's been cut off. In fact, there's many stories of people who have lost a limb. They cut off the hand or something. And they still from time to time feel as if the hand is still there. They call it the phantom limb. They still feel, sometimes they imagine a hand is not there, but the guy is, his hand is itching him. It's itching him. Yet, the physical hand has been cut off. Why? Because you see the spirit. <laughs> the spirit is immune to blades. It's all with me. You can't cut, you can't do that to the spirit. You can't hurt the spirit materially. No. You need immaterial things to deal with the spirit. That's why there's a place, you know, God, Jesus was speaking to people. He said, hey, don't fear the one that will just kill the body and can do nothing to your spirit. Also, he says, fear the one that won't just kill the body but send you to hell. It's all with me. Yes. I will send you to hell because something can be done to your body or your spirit. Hallelujah. So the body is not the real you. The real you lives in the body. One day you will put it off. One day you will remove this body. That's what death is for the believer. For the believer, it's not one, hey, hey, yeah, hey. no. For the believer, it is one day I will take this body off so I can ascend to be with God. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 5. Said that to be absent from the body is to be what? To be present with God. If I leave my body, I'll be what? Present with God. 
Are you seeing that? So there is a real you, and that you is not limited to this body. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. He said, yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent. He calls his body a tent. He says, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off this word, tent, just as the Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. If someone is saying, I'm going to take off this tent, I want you to think about that. Paul or Peter here is saying that after this body gets into the grave, he says, I put it off. In other words, I'm still here. I just put off this body. I just came out of this body. But he says, I'm still here. I'm still very much here. Whenever a person has died or dies, you get. At the graveside, the mourning really, especially if the person was a Christian, the, the mourning or crying really is about us. It's not about the person. It's about us because we miss the person. Because, you know, we're used to the person. Because especially if it's a good person, you know, the good things the person used to do for us, the comfort the person brought to us, the companionship, the friendship the person brought to us, those are the things that we, you know, we cry about. If you lost a loved one, you know what I'm talking about. That's what we cry about. But in reality, that person couldn't care less or more. Once that person dies, that person couldn't care less or more about what's going on here. I'm, jump, I'm about to jump the gun in my notes. Because you are actually a, a hybrid of two worlds. You are a spirit being from the spirit world, but when you come into a physical body, you become a hybrid. In other words, you become a, you become a being that straddles two worlds. That is, you are a middleman between the spiritual and the physical. Are you with me? Now, when you are in a physical body, you are much more aware of the physical. Your body is like a suit for you to be able to function in this realm. So you are more aware of the physical. I can touch this. I'm, I'm aware of you. I can see your hair. Oh, I see a nice haircut. I can see the research you're wearing or the hair color or something. I'm aware of these things. But when I step out of this realm, when I step out of this body, I put off this tent. Or some people, they have what we call out-of-body experiences. You know, Paul said it. That he, said, he said he was caught up to the third heaven. He said, when I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Only God knows. He was out of this realm. And then, when you're out of this body, you begin to, the, or, or let me say like this, the realities of that realm become more tangible to you. What is real in that? Because that realm is actually the true realm. That realm becomes more tangible to you. It becomes more real to you. You are more aware of that realm than this realm. This realm becomes more hazy to you. It becomes more faded to you. Have you ever been <laughs> in prayer, intense prayer? intense prayer where you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and got lost. Has it happened to anyone? Here, where you prayed and prayed and got lost, you were in the, what we call in the spirit. If you remember the story of John in the book of Revelation, he said he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I can tell you how he got in the spirit. He prayed in the spirit. Are you with me? When you pray in the spirit, you are able to get into the spirit. I always say get into the spirit. We are talking about getting under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Because when you're under that influence, what happens? This realm begins to lose its grip on you. That other realm becomes, starts to become more real to you. I'll give you an example. When I pray for the sick, for example, I usually operate under a heavy healing anointing. And at that point, that anointing comes with faith. The gift of faith. So many times, 
when I'm under that influence, you saw me in the summer camp. When I'm under that influence, is this someone coming to me, coming and, and, and things are happening. Uh, someone came and she had an ingrown tooth and I, I prayed for her. She went under the power of God. The tooth literally, you know, grew away from what, what used to pain her. But the work was not complete. It was still sticking out. And then I looked at her and I said, hey, God does not do unfinished work. And I touched her again. She fell out again. And the tooth, in fact, what she said really shook everybody. The teeth literally, you know, like it's like you have all your teeth. Then you have this one sticking outside the others. So the two teeth actually arranged themselves, you know, and gave space for this other one to come inside and be part of the teeth. Crazy stuff. Now, <laughs> now the truth is that if you catch me outside on a normal day, you know, <laughs> now, yes, yeah, so there's some level of boldness I can have because of God's word. But sometimes it's not there. Sometimes it's not there. An example is that young man I prayed for who had just the day before, the night before, his bone had literally come out of the socket. That is, in his body, it had fallen out because the socket was bigger than the bone or the joint. So it had popped out. And I prayed for the guy right there. Nothing in quotes happened. I see the guy the next day and I'm looking at him. I had finished ministry, so I was not under anything. And I look at the guy. I come to pray for the guy. Trust me, the bold, that boldness was not there. Now, what I'm trying to explain to you is that in the realm of the spirit, there is what we call faith. The faith of God. Are you with me? Christians don't operate by their faith. They operate by God's faith. The Bible says we have like precious faith. This is Peter talking. Talking about the fact that the same faith in Peter, in Jesus, is the same faith in you. So you can't say you don't have faith because you have God's faith. So I'm operating by the faith of God. But many times I'm not aware of that faith. Are you with me? When I'm in my natural senses, I'm carnal, I'm thinking about rice and stew or what to do. I'm not aware that I have God's faith. But when I begin to switch into the realm of the spirit, when I begin to become aware of the spirit, when I begin to pray in the spirit, when I begin to, you know, when I come under God's power, what happens? All of a sudden that faith kicks in and I become really bold. Do you understand what I'm saying? I begin to lose touch with the physical realm in a sense. It was Papa Hagin who, when he ministered in the prophetic, you know, if you're given to seeing and knowing. Okay, let me say this. Imagine John, the apostle. When he had that vision, that, first of all, that was a close vision. It was a trance. He was in a trance in the book of John. Uh, sorry, Revelation. At that point, I'm telling you, he was not aware of the kind of slippers he was wearing. As a child, this Roman slipper self, I need to change them. He wasn't aware. He was in another realm. Are you with me? But that is actually the real realm. That is the realm we come from. The spiritual realm. It's our, because we are spirits. Do you understand? Think about this. Which one is more of you, the body or the person inside the body? The person in the body, right? Yet, we are much less aware of the person in the body than the person, right? <laughs> that the body self, we are much less aware of that person. The you that is looking at me now. When I say my spirit, don't stop thinking of, uh, oh, one, one force inside me in my spirit. No, my spirit is me. I, looking at you, I'm spirit. In a body. I looking at you. You look at me. You are spirit. In a body. You are spirit. Therefore, you are spiritual. Are you with me? You are spirit. And that's the first key for you to function in the spirit. Because when we talk about, hey, do things in the spirit, you're like, ah, what's that one? You say, is this magic? No. It is to be aware of who you are, what you have become. You are spirit. 
Hallelujah. He says here, so look at this. And the thing is, we're going to look at how Genesis 1, for example, tells us that in the beginning, God, right, made everything. Because God is a spirit. I want to say this to you, that the spirit, you know, the, the physical realm is actually the, will I say, the inferior realm. The physical is actually the weaker of the two. There is a spiritual and there's a physical realm. The physical realm, which is what you see, your body, everything around you, you can touch, sense, feel, and handle, is actually a product of the spirit realm. It's a product. In the beginning, God said. Right? God is a spirit. Bible says here, in John 2, 4 verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. So God is a spirit. So if God is spirit and then God was before the material world, it means, it means that the spiritual gave birth to what? The natural. The spiritual gave birth to the natural. God is spirit. God said. God said and God saw. God said. In other words, things, the natural is created by the spiritual. It's all with me. The natural is what? Is created by the spiritual. And that tells you that you as a spirit being, you have the right you get, especially because you are in a body, to feed an event or to feed things into the natural, to actually rearrange the natural the way you see fit. It is your ability because the natural itself was created by the supernatural. It was created by the spirit. It's all here what I'm saying. Ah, uh -uh, it's all here what I'm saying. <laughs> The body cannot live without the spirit because the spirit came first and the spirit can live without the body. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became what? A living being. So what? God formed man of what? The dust of the ground. Are you seeing that? And breathed into him the breath of life. And he became a living being. You may look there and say, eh, but you see man, now man was, no. You know, the Bible uses a lot of metaphors. It says he breathed into him the breath of life and he became a living being. We just read, you know, in James that it says the body without the spirit is what? Dead, right? And there is no death in God. So God could not have created Adam's body and then, you know, in a, in a state that had no spirit. Are you with me? Because that is death. And then created the spirit. No, no, no. Because we see here, it says, he formed the body and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. In other words, it's just a, it's just a figurative way of saying that he put his spirit into him. Actually, man was made twice. Because man was made in the spirit. His spirit was made first. Are you with me? Without a body. And then a body was made. And then God took the spirit that he made and fed or put into the body. And I'm not surprised he says his nostrils because when you start to, if you cast out devils, if you, um, or you've, exp you've been around people who have died, they usually tell you that, okay, let me know, should I spook somebody here? <laughs> it's not spooky. It's what will happen to you eventually. But they usually come out through, you know, when they breathe out, you know. If I were Papa Higgin, I said that when he, because he died and then came back several times, and he came out through his mouth. And let it not spook you, your spirit. So in other words, this body, <laughs> it's a house. It's a house. So he had to, he couldn't just, you know, you see all those big videos where the guy will literally just stand up, 
Have you seen it there? He would just what, stand up out of his body, you know, just come out through Lila. It's not true. They, he will come out through, you know, one of the holes, yeah. Uh-huh, it's true. <laughs> oh, when you cast out devils, you also know now, there are different ways they come out. When, if you cast out devils from a person, you will hear, start, the person will start coughing. <coughs> you know, start coughing, like, what's happening? They are coming out, they are exiting. Yes, they are exiting. They are exiting, yes. <laughs> or sometimes you can cast a devil and then the person will just begin to sweat. Sometimes, yes. Oh, there are cases where you cast out the devil and the person farts. <laughs> yes, person fat, and then that's how the thing very pungent, very uh, pungent smell because yeah. <laughs> they are evil. <laughs> so, when they say he breathed into him, you know, the breath of life, and he became a living being. So, the eternal is the spirit, the temporal is the body. The body is temporary, the spirit is eternal. The body dies, the spirit never dies. Are you with me? The body dies, the spirit never dies. When the Bible says in Adam all died, they just say they all leave the body for eternal damnation. All leave the body. You know, a friend you know, told me a story about how there was a relative of his that he was preaching the gospel to, kept on preaching the gospel to her. But of course, they would mock him and laugh at him. Then he, she got cancer. And she was in the hospital for a while. He prayed for her, kept praying for her, and eventually she was healed, although she still decided to go through chemo for some funny reason. Then after a while, he still kept on preaching to her. Someone that got healed refused to listen. Refused to listen, kept on mocking him, kept on whatever. And then, funny enough, I don't know why the cancer reappeared and this time around she died she died now after she died my friend began to have visions or have dreams and the dreams he had he saw this lady in hell screaming burning and shouted please tell the other one my family so you don't come here one my family so you don't come here just like the rich man, right? Want my family, don't come here. You know, let me say something. Take the Bible above visions. Take the Bible above visions. I mean, they even told me, I said, I beg, leave that thing, leave that thing. It's not, how do you know? You don't know. Leave it, leave it. So someone else who, is not, who doesn't know him and all that, someone random person that maybe the family knows came and told them the same vision saw the same thing at least if one is a lie two maybe coincidence you know but it's more it's closer to the truth but let's just assume that it's true that she went to hell her body is buried here in the ground but the real person is suffering burning for eternity because the person the spirit does not die the body dies, the spirit, what? Doesn't die. It never dies. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 says, For which cause we faint not, for though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 
Say yet, though our outward man was perishing, he's talking about our body. In other words, this body is aging, this body is fading, right? As a lady, that fine face you have, very soon wrinkles, you know, very soon spots, very soon, you know, mama, you know, different things. Yes, very, very soon. Soon enough, the body is what? Is aging. The body is what? Perishing. Are you with me? The body is counting down to the day you will exit it. Yes. If I want, my, my dad used to put it like this, that, that age actually helps to release you from the, from the body. Because your body has to get to a point whereby it is broken down, it is damaged, it is so that you can release, you know what I'm saying, you can release yourself. People who are old, they can't taste, you know, they can't even see where they are blind, they are tired of the body, they are tired of existence. They just let me know if you want to die, because what's the point? Verse 18, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are what not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. The things which are not are what? Eternal. So the spirit is not seen. Are you with me? Your spirit is not seen. Your body is what is seen. But yet your body is the what? Temporal one. And your spirit is the eternal one. But most people spend their lifetime adorning and improving the body and neglecting the spirit. The one you don't see is important. Yeah, people spend time adorning, taking care of the one that is seen at the expense of the one that is not seen. The, the other priority should be spirits first, then body. I remember a friend of mine back in school, she said, I will not eat food until I have fed myself spiritual things. So before she eats breakfast, she will make sure she has studied her Bible. Before she eats lunch, you make sure she has studied her Bible. That's a good habit or a good culture to imbibe. It's a good culture to imbibe. That you feed, you know, <laughs> once I, I read a book, I don't, who was it that said, it said, all week long, some people, all they do is, you feed your body three healthy meals every single day. Three hot meals. But your spirit just gets one cold snack a week. <laughs> now let me say, your spirit is not to please. We don't feed our spirits. Our spirits are complete. Bible says we are complete in him. We are it's our, it is our minds actually that we feed the things of our spirits. We feed our minds. We are trying to persuade and convince our minds that our spirits have changed. Hallelujah. So, of course, Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds, the ages actually were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made by the things which are what? Visible. Are you with me? The things that are seen are not made by things that are seen. The things that are seen are made by things that are not seen. Are you with me? The spirit is what is responsible for the natural. And I said there are many things that happen that have already happened in the spirit before they happen in the natural. You can program things in the spirit. You can, you can, yes, yes, you can actually. So much prayer into your future or certain things and just rearrange circumstances. I'll never forget a certain time in my life. I think it was my second year in university. Now, if you go to university, you know that registration is hellfire. Registration is like, oh my God, it is terrible. And I had experienced, by that time, I think I had experienced like two registrations. And I wasn't about to experience a third one with all the hellfire inside it. So I took, I was at home for like a month, and I took a month. Every single day, I went around, I was doing prayer walks around my area, and I was praying just about registration. I would always spend like 30 minutes or so every day praying about registration 
praying about it. I don't want to experience that nonsense. Relationship will be smooth. I was praying about it every single day. Remember, I was saying, speaking tongues, you are speaking the mysteries of God. In other words, I was speaking what I did not know about registration. I was speaking what I did not know. I was releasing angels to go and handle this and handle that. Let me say this. Angels interpret the will of God by what you say. Angels interpret what God wants by what you say. So I was praying it, praying it for one month. I kid you know, when I got there to school, that was the smoothest, I mean extremely smooth, smoothest registration I ever had in my life. Things were just it's like you were just you're just meeting that would just help. It's like you're just meeting people that will help you. Just meeting people here and there. For you know, this person will say, Oh, ah, bring your paper. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh, oh, skip the line. Don't worry. You know, just back, 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 back. What happened? I had, by the Spirit of God, by prayer, I had rearranged my circumstances. Someone say, Prayer works. Hallelujah. So, when we say a person is carnal and a person is spiritual, actually, no such thing as being a carnal Christian. A Christian is spiritual. But Paul said, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual. I had to speak to you as yet carnal. What's he saying? You are spiritual. You are spirit. You have the spirit of God. But I have to address you as carnal. Carnal just means sensual. A person who is ruled by his or her senses. A person that allows what is natural to be more real to him than what is spiritual. Let me say this. The word of God is a doorway to the spirit. The word of God tells you what exists in the realm of the spirit. For example, the Bible talks about angels. We have come to Mount Zion, right? To an innumerable company of angels. That is what the spirit of God tells us from the Bible. So, it, it, it shows us a reality. We can literally step through. If you came for camp, you know at the point I began to talk about angels. Of the camp. And as we began to talk about them and talk about them, talk about it got a point where they began to manifest. At the point that some one passed me like a breeze. I just felt his presence like a breeze, you know, passed me. So when people experienced them, and then all the people that were getting healed, you know, they were being knocked under the power of God. Surgery, it was angels that were doing that. Angels were literally going and replacing people's eyeballs, giving them brand new eyes, giving them brand new teeth, giving them brand new things. For a girl, an angel, you know, or whatever, was correcting the curvature of her spine. Now, that is the reality in the spirit. That is what the word of God says. You have. We have come to Mount Zion to what? An innumerable company of angels. But you see, a person can behave as if there are no angels. The Bible says these angels excel in strength. Hebrews 1, if you read down, verse I think 12 or 15, it says, Are they not ministering spirits sent for to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? They are servants sent to minister for you, but you can live your life as if you have no angels. They are sent to protect you, to keep you. The Bible says it's angels that they will take you up on you know, their hands. They will, you know, they will let you dash your feet against a stone, right? Yes. They will, you know, they will take you. They are supposed to guard you. Jesus, at the time when they were going to arrest him, he said, I can call what? Twelve legion of angels at this point. And a legion at that time is a group of soldiers, about 6,000. So he said, I can call 12 legion of angels now. I can call now and they will protect me. 
That is how confident he was about them. They are a reality in the spirit. Are you with me? But people who will enjoy the benefits of the mission of angels is, is those who have accepted it, who are conscious of that reality in the spirit. If you're not aware of it, if you don't walk in it, if you don't command them, you will never experience them. Maybe sometime, there's some time, maybe someone is praying for you. You may experience their ministry. You may receive their ministry at that time. But in most cases, you will not. Yet, as you are, just one of you, because if, as he is, so are we in this world. Each of you here can command the same 12 legion of angels at any time. It says they are innumerable. So, it means you don't have a limit to how many angels you can access. But that's in the spirit. So a person who is carnal is a person who refuses the word of God. Refuses to acknowledge the reality of what Jesus has done. You refuse. You are ruled by your senses. Oh, danger is there. You refuse to acknowledge that there are angels around me. Even if there is danger. But you know, let me say this. God never promised that there will be no, no danger. Rather, he says, I will walk through the word valley of the shallow of death. And I will what? Why? For you are with me. So you will walk through it. There will be dark moments in your life. There will be problems. There will be challenges. There will be issues. But he says, I will be with you. There will be help available. That is what the Spirit promises. That's what God has said in his word. But you can walk through life with all your challenges, with all your issues, and be carnal because you refuse. You are more ruled by your senses. You are more ruled by what you see. You are more ruled by your circumstances. You are more ruled by what the doctor is saying. So you do without that reality. The Bible tells us that by his church we were healed. And that healing is available in Christ Jesus. That on the inside, in your spirit, in your inward man, there is no such thing as sickness. Rather than the life of God, the Bible says the same spirit that raises from the dead is the one that lives inside you. So there can be no sickness on the inside. Yet you can live your life as a sick person. Why? Because you've not got to the point where you acknowledge that reality. Let me say this. <laughs> We're going to get there and I'm going to show you something. I will just jump the gun a little. <laughs> you see, for your five fingers, you have five spiritual fingers. When you put off this tent, like Peter said, if you lift, you will have a hand, you have an arm. If you lift it, you will see five fingers. What does that mean? It means your body is worn like a glove. So, at this point, it is, imagine I am spirit controlling this. You know what a puppet master does to puppets? Exactly what is happening here. Are you seeing that? Yes. That is why I can lay hands on the sick and is this spiritual, there will be a transfusion of power from my spirit into the person. Someone say, I am spirit. I am spirit. Not just any spirit. A spirit that has the spirit of God in me. Bible says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. In other words, there is, if you look on the inside, actually, you will not see two spirits in the sense that I think you will see one. Why? Because you see, if God's spirit came and fused with your spirit and became a new entity. So that's why the Bible says the spirit in you will abide with you forever. There can be no separation. God cannot change his mind tomorrow about you. Why? You already joined. I'm sorry. The super glue is God's word. 
God's word cannot, scriptures cannot be broken. It can never happen that there's a separation between two of you. Paul says, who can separate us from the love of God? Not angels, nor demons, not principalities, nor powers, not the future of the past. No height, no depth, nothing else in all creation can separate you from that love. Because the love of God is expressed by the spirit of God that came into you. So you are spirit. You are spirit. And that's why, what, now let me say this, what do the spiritual do? The spiritual do spiritual things. That is why giving a word of knowledge is not hard. Because you see, word of knowledge, let me say this, do you know how spirits talk to one another? They talk to one another by impressions. They don't use words because words is a primitive language, a primitive way of communication. Has it happened to you that you have an idea in your, your head that you are trying to use words to convey and it's failing you? Because it's primitive. It is it's not... <laughs> Spirits are impressionable. Impressions is how they move. If I want to talk to James over there, all I have to do is look at him in the spirit. In the spirit, there's communication. He can know exactly what I'm saying. I don't have to talk. It is faster. I can pick a, a hundred thousand words in a second in the spirit. Impression, because impressions is like multimedia. Impressions come with this, the emotion. You know, if I say words to you, I say, oh, I'm hungry. All you hear is I'm hungry. Then you have to visualize it. But if I give you an impression, you feel my hunger. You sense it. You know it is a different kind of experience. That is how spirits communicate. And that's why anyone who has had a vision and seen Jesus, you don't really hear him talk in most cases. You just, he just looks at you and you just know what he's saying. So spirits are impressionable. That is how spirits communicate. So in the natural here, when you are now in the flesh, in the, you know, and everything, the spirit will still relay that way or that kind of information to your mind. The spirit will speak by impressions, by pictures. I have not heard God. I have not heard God. Who told you? It's because you have not realized the way God speaks. He doesn't speak words per se like that. In most cases, he does not. If I, if you hear God, we call it the, the authoritative voice of God. When you hear it, it can make you jump somewhere. Rather, he speaks through your spirit. There's a diffusion and it comes as impressions. It comes as pictures. It comes as, you know, pictures, you sense things, you feel. It comes as desires. Yes. Sometimes, God is not talking to me. He's not talking to me. Yet, he's, there are certain desires you are receiving. Some certain desires. I just have it. I don't know, but I just have a desire. I just have a desire. I think I should, I, I just have a desire to pray today or pray more today. I just feel like, say, well, God doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to me. He just spoke to you. But he spoke in a language that is more advanced than words. Because he is spirit. Spirits have no time for words. You are spirit. So mentally, you don't realize that your spiritual faculties work differently in a, in a certain way. Now, there are times I've ministered, I'll tell you, I feel, I just feel like somebody here, there's a pain on your right. In fact, many times back pain, I will usually sense it. I will feel the pain on my own back. It is, that is an impression by the spirit. Are you with me? There's a communication by the spirit. The way this world is is telling me somebody has pain is by communicating the exact same feeling. 
So there are feelings that come to you that are not your feelings. There are feelings that come to you that are not for yourself. They are from the Spirit of God. So it's actually quite easy. God has talked to you, spoken to you a lot. Sometimes a picture just flashes in your mind. But you see, because you have been trained to reject strange thoughts, you reject that thought. Something happened, you know, a while back, you know, in a certain compound, and I was at that compound, and I just, a, an issue with car parking, a car parking situation, basically. And the long and short of it is that I just, after that thing happened, and I was going away, I just had an impression, like I just, a picture flashed in my mind of exactly, because there was parking space, we park where, a picture flashed in my mind exactly concerning how somebody was going to park in a way that was going to inconvenience me so bad. And the person was going to do it knowingly. It just flashed in my mind. Many times when it flashes like that, is it that to prepare you for it or for you to pray about it? But I went my way. I just knew this is going to happen soon. I just knew. I, I, the picture was too clear. I was just waiting for it. So I just came back one or some day and guess what? Open my gate. Guess what? Exactly. When I was doing my NYSC, I remember I was supposed to be in Lagos. But then I was praying and praying and praying and praying before the posting came out. And I felt led to, what? Okay, sorry, what happened? No. I was posted to Enugu, so I went to Enugu. Then, you know, we had to find our way back here. <laughs> cannot be there. I was out of the will of God, so I had to come back here. When I got back here, now I was, you know, normal routines, praying, praying. But somewhere on this side, one day while I was praying, I just sensed that where they are going to post you, because I was working at the school, God wanted me there, I was doing mission work there. I just sensed that where they are going to post you, notice what I said, I sensed. You know, it will come like an impression, sometimes combined with a picture. Sometimes you see the picture in your mind, and you know, in your imagination, I say my, 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 my imagination, and you may just sense it. I just sense this is what's going to happen in prayer. That they were going to post me somewhere that was not my where I, I wanted to be. Now I didn't pray about it. I just and as I many was where was God? Where was no? Many times God appeared in the sense of giving you an impression. He gave you thoughts. He gave you you know he put he let you know about it some way. But the problem is many times you are dull. Are you with me? Carnal. You are dull. Your mind is dull. Are you with me? very dull because let me say this for you to be aware of spirituals what do you do you focus on spirituals do you understand if you don't focus on spiritual things your awareness will not be strong if what what is on your mind consistently is how is, is dominic toretto and how family is the number one thing it's like say child that guy dumb dumb Fast and furious now, you watch this seven times now. Because seven is the number of perfection. You've watched it over and over again. Dumb, dumb. You've not been praying those days. If you're praying, you're praying for dumb. You're just watching. That's what your mind was on. You're not on spiritual things. They say, come for this kind of meeting. You said, no. 
what happens? You are what? You are reducing your awareness of spirituals. You are reducing your awareness of the spirit of God. And you are focusing your awareness on the natural, on carnal things. If God tries to communicate something across to you, the signal will be very weak. Because you are not at the frequency of awareness. And that's what happens. Because I, 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 let me even say this to you. There's nothing terrible in your life that has happened that you, you did not know about. But what do you know about it? In your spirit. The communication tried to pass through your mind, but it was, it was diffused. Too much noise in your mind. That's the one thing that prayer does. That prayer brings us into focus with the spiritual realm. Prayer, prayer makes us more sensitive to the realm of the spirit. Prayer literally stretches our antenna very high to pick that signal, to get into that frequency. It's like tuning a radio to tune exactly into where God is talking. You can be tuning everywhere else except where God is talking. You are spirit, but guess what? Your mind, your mind is the issue. talk about your mind a little. Are you aware that this mind here is not the brain? Your mind is actually a spiritual faculty. It is not the brain. It's not the brain. It's not the brain. Should I show you? Let me show you something. <laughs> Let me show you something. Luke chapter 16 verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and in fine linen and he fed sumptuously every day. Now let me read it in New King James. Luke 16 verse 19. So the, a rich man who was clothed in fine linen, okay, and verse 20, 20, but there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, his wounds. So it was that the beggar died, now look at this, the beggar what died and was what? Carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Now, you see, this is not a parable. There are parables that Jesus talks about. But in this case, Jesus said a certain man. He was actually addressing a person who had lived. By the information of the Holy Ghost, he was able to tell them, this is what happened to this certain man. So this is a real man, two real men who existed at a particular time. And they talk about Father Abraham who also existed. So it's not, it's not fiction. It actually happened. So he said the beggar died and was what? Carried by the angels. I thought the guy was dead and buried. How can someone who was dead and buried be carried by the angels? What does I even tell you about angels? <laughs> it tells you that angels can actually cross dimensions. They are spiritual beings but can manifest naturally, can manifest physically. There are many cases in which angels have appeared, but they look normal like an ordinary person. And they just, if I may chat with you, talk with you, but help you. I've had an experience like that before, where I went somewhere and I had to leave the place extremely, and I went to do missionary work in Ogun State, or no, Oshu, 
and I had to leave there very early, like 5 a.m. And there was no bus anywhere. At the distance, in the distance, I was walking pitch black on a, an express road, pitch black. I saw a car that had broken down. I just saw the lights flashing in the distance, like a beacon giving me direction. Just flashing, you know, the hazard lights. Just flashing. And I drew near, I noticed there were like three people there. Also, one guy was a car, he was fixing his tire. And for some reason, as I just, as I just, I was wondering, because I'm like, I, I was asking, where can I get bus? Different things. But the guy who was fixing the tire, you know, there's some songs he just began to sing. And Christian songs, I just had this assurance that I can trust this guy. And so I thought that all of them were going together, so there was no space, so I was never thinking about that. But once the guy finished fixing the tire, guess what? The other three or two guys just walked away. So this one guy, he just had one space in his car. His car he was moving, so there are lots of things in, his, in the car. The front seat, the, you know, the other seat, had, you know, just had, this, just, just had space. So he's like, oh, he's going to Lagos. You know, I entered the car with this guy. This guy, we did a chit chat there. He said, oh, he's Catholic, da, 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 different things. We actually drove for how many hours? Straight down to Lagos. This guy literally, because I was living in Omoli Estate that time, this guy literally just dropped me in front of Omoli Gate and just passed. After I tried his numbers, nothing. Because <laughs> the Bible says about entertaining strangers, right? It says for, for unknowingly, some have what entertain angels. So angels can literally manifest naturally. It was not Abraham that saw two of them or the three of them like physically, you understand? They were actually talking about that story. Two men were walking physically and Abraham drew them aside to entertain them and appears they were angels. So angels can actually traverse that realm. They can actually manifest in the physical. There are elements of angels that are physical. They can manifest physically. This is the natural realm and help people and then they can also, you know, well, I say they can dematerialize back into the realm of the spirit and you don't see them. The word of God is sweet. <laughs> and so they're around you. They're around you. They're around you. And guess what? When you actually die, the same way they carried Lazarus, they are the ones who will take you. Yes, they're the ones that will take you. Bible actually talks about the last day when the trumpet sounds that angels will all be carried. If Christ appears now, it's actually angels that will just carry you in the spirit like that. Carry you, take you, before you know you're up in the clouds with the Lord. Yes. The angels around you are the ones who will carry you. So all of us, there is a retinue of angels following us all over the place. You know, during camp, one girl came to me, I was talking to angels. She told me later, I said, I, I all opened her eyes and she saw them all around. She saw them all around the field, saw them everywhere, saw them all around the hall. They were all over the place. All over the place. You know, at the point, I just felt, I just sensed like a wave, a presence. As a lot of them, I was talking about it, a lot of them rushed into the hall. I said, angels are here. You know, <laughs> let me say this, that is your realm. It's not hard to experience them. It's not hard to sense them. It's not hard to know. You just have to be aware of them. You have to be conscious of them. Let me say, this is why we can't afford to be carnal believers living anyhow. We can't afford to be fleshy believers who don't pray, who don't stay on the word, who don't fast. Because these things literally sensitize us to the realm we belong to. Leave that baby realm where they are begging you to pray. No, we pray because we are spiritual. And when we pray, we get in touch with the realm of the spirit. We get in touch with our natural habitat. Did you hear when the Bible says this world is not our home? 
Bible says we are citizens of heavens. We are spiritual beings. We are just having an earthly experience. We're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And when we are done here, we're going to go back home. To be absent from the body is to be what? To be present with. So we must be aware, we must be conscious. Conscious of who we are. He says they carried him to Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom at that time, Bible just said that no one has ascended to heaven. Talking about before he rose from the dead. That means that nobody, Elijah and Co. never went to heaven. What actually happened is that they all had to descend because they were all sinners. But in hell, there was a, or in Hades or whatever, there was a place that was reserved for them where there was no punishment. That is where they were all kept before Jesus rose from the dead. Bible tells us about what happened to those people because when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible says that the graves were opened and the bodies of the saints came out. All these people who had been there, all these people who had believed in God, all these people who had served God, Abraham, Noah, all those men, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all of them, Bible says they rose from, you know, and that's a very crazy one. They rose bodily. That's why the Bible says the graves were opened. They rose bodily. And then the Bible talks about how, <laughs> you know, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, right? The Bible says a cloud, when he was going up into heaven, the Bible says a cloud hid him from their sight. If you go to Hebrews 11, you go to 12, the Bible says we are surrounded by what? A cloud of what? Witnesses. So those people who rose, who Jesus took from Hades, those saints, when he rose from the dead, when he went up, they all transited with him into glory. Ah, hallelujah. Shout out. See, spiritual things are sweet. They are real. They are tangible. That they are, they are our realm. He says the rich man also died and was what? Buried. This man was buried, literally. But look at what verse 23 says. I'm being in torment. How can a soul who is dead be tormented? Being in torment in Hades. He lifted up his eyes. Now, I have a question. This guy was buried with physical eyeballs. If you wanted to see his physical eyeballs, you could go to his gravesite, dig it up, check his face, you will see the eyeballs rotting. Yet, it is saying that this guy in hell was being tormented, meaning he was feeling tormented. All the nerves in his body, physical body, were dead. Yet, this guy was feeling things in the afterlife. Bible says he lifted up his eyes. Which eyeball did he lift up? Which eyes did he lift? <laughs> you know what that means? It means you see, this is your two eyes that are listening to look at me. You are literally spirit staring through. Yes. And let me say that physical covering over your spirit or your spiritual eyes also is a, is a limiter if you don't know because you see the eyes of the spirit don't just see that way. There's a way you can see through the eyes of the spirit. It's actually called imagination. Yeah. It's not just that God can feed you impressions and you know show you things. How does he show you things? As I say, by impressions, they will come to your mind, your imagination. Are you seeing that? 
So, in other words, it means the way I will perceive things spiritually will be through my mind, through my imaginations. They will be imprinted on my imagination. That means my imagination is spiritual. My imagination is not natural. Spiritual. My brain can be dead and buried. But my mind will still be alive and active. So when they say a person is branded in the hospital, you're not looking at someone that the spirit and the, the, the person's spiritual mind and brain have lost connection. So he says, the little eyes are now look at this. He saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. This now begins to give you an idea of how they also see. He said he saw him what? Afar off. Now look at this. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, how do you cry to somebody who is far off? Is someone with me? Because there are boundaries in the realm of the spirit, but distance doesn't work the same way. So he looked afar off. He saw him and he cried to him and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. So it means that there is movement in that realm. They can move. Because he said, okay, now, another thing is this. Had he met Father Abraham before? <laughs> Father Abraham had been dead probably hundreds or thousands of years before this guy. Yet he saw him and recognized him in the spirit. That's how we know each other in the spirit. This is, you know, now, this is even a man who is spiritually dead, though. Yeah, those faculties are inbuilt into the spirit, they are natural faculties. That's why when you die, when you go, you will not be wondering who is this and who is that. You won't need introductions. Your grandfather, you never met, you know him. <laughs> yeah. Uncles, aunts, anybody, you will just know them. David, you have to say, who is David? Where is David? See his picture, where is he? No. Once you see David, <laughs> they will be rejoicing because you know him. Jesus, he needs no introduction. You know him. People, many people have seen him in the spirit. When they see him, they know no need. No need to say who is that. You know, when the believer realizes what's on the other side, he loses his fear. Fear of death is a carnal thing. It's carnal. It should be carnally minded in the sense. No, you lose your fear. That's why, let me say this, dying for Jesus is a pleasure, it's a joy. In those days, they will rejoice because they're going to die for Jesus. Today, we say, what have what we done to God? What have we done to you? It's a pleasure. Ah, Paul said to be, he said to be with him is far better. He says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his what? Are you looking in your Bibles? Deep the tip of his what? Finger. Oh? I thought he's dead. I thought his body is buried. His fingers are buried in the grave. He said, Deep is what? Finger. Into what? Water. Can they drink over there? Yes. The earth is just a mirror dimension, just, just mirrors. 
the natural just mirrors the spiritual. Can they be thirsty over there? Yes. Can they be hungry? Yes. Shabagadadadas. <laughs> it says, and cool my tongue. My what? Tongue. <laughs> so you have a spiritual tongue. Isn't that awesome? That's why I always tell people, stop watching Cats by the Friendly Ghost. Stop watching Ghostbusters. Stop watching all this rubbish. They are hindering you and placing fear in, in, what, your, in what is your realm. He says, for I am what? Tormented in this flame, in this fire. This guy was literally being burnt when his physical body was on the earth. You know, we preach here because hell is real. Are you with me? It is more real than the natural. Fire in the spirit. You know, fire in the natural can be quenched. You can pour that by it and as it. Fire in the spirit is a different thing. That I'm tormented in this flame. Now look at verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember. I thought his brain is dead. He says, What? Remember. In other words, memory is not natural. Memory is what? Spiritual. So if you think you're a dunce because you can't remember what to write in class or exams. When this thing becomes a revelation to you, you will never forget anything. Because you realize your memory is not a result of your, of your brain. It's a result of your spirit. In other words, you can actually begin to acknowledge yourself that in my spirit, there is perfect recall. It is because of our imperfect body that we forget things. I can have recall. The man Kennedy Hagin, who of, of blessed memories, he could recall things that had happened. When he's preaching like this, he can tell you things like, you know, um, you know, it was the last time this happened to me was on a Monday in 1972. Oh, by the way, it was 2 p.m. and outside it was raining. And we recall all the. Have you seen people? There's a person I, I, I saw in the commentary of when he was hit in the head by a ball, like a baseball hit him, boom, in the head. After that, he could remember everything. What does that tell you? It tells you that the problem is the brain. Fallen nature comes with limitations. Your fallen nature. Even this body, I believe strong, this body, God, God is not wicked. God built into this body the ability of it to repair itself. He's not wicked. I believe that. But with the fall of man, there is a what? limitation to that. Hallelujah. He says, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things but now he is what? Comforted and you are what? Tormented. So you see he's comforted. You can experience comfort in the spirit. I want to say this, that your spirit, notice that all your, everything physical about you is represented in the spirit. Are you seeing that? Is represented so I want to say this your five senses you have five senses in the natural you also have five senses in the spiritual 
You have sight in the natural, you have sight in the spiritual. You have taste in the natural, you have taste in the spiritual. You have, uh, what do you call it? You have, uh, what's that? Your skin, right? You can sense things, right? I can sense if it's cold or hot or whatever. The spirit. There are times when I'm on a, and I feel the heat. Was it not about asking someone? I said, is this, I'm feeling such heat. Is this natural heat? Sometimes I don't even know the difference. I'm like, is this heat? But I look, I say, AC is blowing. No. Stop. Ah, I like to do demonstration. <laughs> Everybody say, I open myself up to the Spirit of God. I am spirit. Therefore, I have spiritual senses. I have spiritual eyes. I have spiritual smell. I have spiritual taste. I have spiritual touch. Now, I'm talking, I'm sensing that heat, you know. Sometimes that heat announces the power of God. How many has happened to where you just sense any heat? Especially when God is moving, you just sense a heat. When I was on the stage during um, camp, my feet were on fire, burning. My friend Pastor Ito sometimes would just say, he would say, I'm burning, literally, in the spirit. Sometimes they just like to play. And that friend of ours, who is also a pastor, would look, look at his hands and say, man, guy, I can see fire over you. But right now, people are going to start, I'm going to command an activation, and then people are going to start to sense things. Some of you, you begin to sense things. Some of you begin to sense, you know, the power of God as a heat. Some of you literally begin to smell, you know, in the spirit. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a gift of the spirit called discernment of spirit. That gift activates your five senses. It activates your five spiritual senses and you are able to see in the spirit, know things in the spirit. You are able to discern. That's why if an angel is standing here, you either sense the angel so strongly or see the angel. In some cases, you can smell where God is in operation. It smells like, you know, some of them have said it smells like roses. It smells beautiful. And then when it's demon, I have a friend like that. When demons are in operation, people are oppressed. It's a stench. He smells it like a stench. After today, your spiritual senses will be so heightened that you will no longer stumble and walk like one in the dark. You will know where to go and where not to go. You will know what to do and not what, what not to do. You will be aware of the ministry of angels around you. You will be aware of the voice of God strong on your inside. In Jesus' name. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost with an awareness. With an awareness. An awareness. An awareness that you are spirit. That the spirit of God is on your inside. That you belong to the realm of the spirit. That you are a spirit being having an earthly experience. That the spirit is your domain. That angels are privileged to be around you. Angels are your territory. Keep praying the spirit. As I pray in the spirit, for some of you, your spiritual eyes will be opened. Impressions will begin to come to your mind. Pictures will begin to be fed into your mind. 
the way you know that you are not thinking about it, this is not what you should normally think about. There's nothing connected to that anymore. You begin to see it in your mind. Some of you, it will be like an open vision. Some of you will literally sense angels in this place. Jaga. 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 Reba Labala. You're online and you're watching this. The same thing applies to you. Shokotodo Shatada. Praying in tongues is how you get spirit. It is how you build your awareness of the spirit. Shoto Shata. Shakado Zadara. Spiritual things are real. Spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. realities. Hey! There is a body beyond this physical body. There is a halabarush. There is a mind beyond this physical brain. There are eyes beyond this physical eyes. There are ears hearing. Some of you will hear spirit. Shaka da 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 Holy Spirit, I ask you now, let activations begin in people here. Let them be activated in their spiritual senses to become sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit. To become sensitive to the spiritual realm. Now, 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 activations are going on. Activations are going on. Rebagoza gadagadoza, magiagadoza lepedededesh, lepedevedesh, akadagadagadagadash, revodododosha kratakatakadagasha, zuprekedegadagadagadashedalagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagadagad
Shakada bara bara bagus. Shakada bara bara bagus. Zubala bara bara Shababash. Hallelujah. Kashababa. This is why we pray before meetings. Why we pray after meetings. Why we pray in the secret place. Because our sensitivity to spiritual things is heightened. And the more you stay in the spirit, the more aware you become of the things of the spirit. The more aware, the more you know, the more you swim in that place. The more you commit, you know, you experience, the more you experience these things, the better you become at them. The more you experience the leading of the spirit, the better you become at it. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I feel in my I feel on the inside that there's a person here. You're a lady, young lady, and there is a confidence about about Papa. Almost like I saw you praying about it, but between two, you have two choices to make. There's a decision between two options. Between two options. Between two options. It's like either here or there. This or that. Either here or there. This or that. Where are you? Oh, is that you? Karabat. Jukuduvasi baradada. You are praying about it. You are praying about it. What decision should I what decision should I make? Shakara mananos. Lefredono sibalabalaba sibradakadadosa. Bresh shatosa. The Lord is going to open you up now. Open you up now to direction. To direction. Direction. In this people are being open to direction. To direction. The hand of God is upon you right now. And God is receiving impressions. Strong impressions. You are receiving a strong knowing about what to do. You are receiving a strong knowing about which one, what to choose, what to choose, what to choose, what to choose, what to choose. Praying in the spirit is a doorway into the realm of the spirit. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. That is why he was accessing spiritual realities more than anyone else at that time. He was accessing more spiritual realities. Accessing much more. Knowing much more. He wrote half the New Testament. Where did the revelation come from? There are things your spirit knows that your head does not know. When I speak in tongues and keep speaking in tongues, I begin to know what my head will not normally know. I begin to know what God knows about my situation. I begin to know what, know what God knows about my family. Because you see, the Bible talks about prophecy that you, it is all mysteries. Things that are hidden. What is hidden to you? By praying in the spirit, you can know exactly what to do about it. You can know what has been evading you. You, are, you can be, know why you have not entered into school till now. You can know the, the secret behind the secret. Because there is no secret in God. You can know. You can know. You can know. It's called the spirit of seeing. The spirit of knowing. Where you begin to see, you begin to know. 
you begin to perceive two of you here oh in fact it's going to be a whole room I want you to learn I you know many times people you know by faith you can actually you can actually what's that word you can literally help people experience spiritual realities by faith you don't have to feel things you don't have to have a direction but you can literally get people to experience spiritual things This role here, there's going to be um, a strong activation of spiritual realities from the first person to the last person there. A strong activation of spiritual realities. Strong activation. There is going to be like a heightening of your spiritual senses. For some of you, it's going to result into a trance. Literally, your senses will just be suspended. You will not know where you are. You will just be, you will know you are just in the spirit. Because on you to be an open vision. Because on you, you're, you don't, none of that will happen, but there will just be on the on an emotional level, on a sensory level, you will begin to just sense things and sense realities and just start to know things and just know. Lift your hands on this road. As I've said it, it begins to happen now. On all of them now. On all of them. On all of them. All of them. Shaparis. Zuvish. 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 Shaparabas. A suspension of natural. Shaparis. Ayasanda Legedesus. For everybody now. Right now, 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 there's a suspension. An activation. For some of you, for some of you, it's going to be a suspension of natural senses for a moment and a strong awareness of the spiritual. It may manifest as visions for some people. Avai Asharapa Sike Sudeba Susus Atia 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 Katutu Some of you is just gonna be these things in your mind, impressions in your mind. You're just gonna be you know, I, I hear my there's a person it's as if you've just been having like this picture just flash, almost like a movie, just flash in your mind just flash back and forth and just flash it and, and they're going so fast so quickly this is what the lord says he says pause you can pause it because those are visions that are coming like a flash you can pause it you can look at it and pause in your heart say pause and to pause and you can begin to investigate what is this what is going on here and it will start taking you on a journey but many visions will begin like a flash visions will begin like a flash visions will become flash and angels, there are angels here that are actually giving people visions. 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 Fishapadagadas. Visions. And these are not just ordinary, God is showing you things to come, showing you what to do, showing you what you need to know. Fresh, Afa.
How do you think people receive songs from the Spirit? Uh, your awareness is heightened. Awareness is heightened. Awareness is heightened. From now on. Awareness Hallelujah. Zenemas. You know, next week, we're going to look at how to <laughs> how to literally create this, these experiences. Create how you can actually walk through your imagination to know, to see. Ashagadabas. Hallelujah. How many people here, and it may not be everybody, and don't be discouraged if, if that's the case. Sometimes you have to be around these environments over and over and over again and get very sensitive because some of these things happen. How many people here seem to experience, you know, experience, sense, right? Know, right? In some cases, see, feel. How many people let me see? I just wanted to give it to let me hear what happened to you. Well, I just feel very um, feverish and, and I think it's more like I'm in between realms. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to put it in words. Or, uh, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that what you're experiencing now? Um, it's you pray in the spirit, don't you? Right? Give yourself more to pray in the spirit. You understand? Now, let me say this because when we do these things, some people feel begin to exalt experiences above the word of God. What you experience here is not nearly as important as the fact that the word has told us, you know, that these are realities. Let me give an example. I have never seen an angel in my life. I have never had. <laughs> Some of you don't believe that. I just, just that one I told you. That one was a, a physical. You will not even know. Most times you will not know till it's over. I have never seen an angel in this place before. I have never had an open vision like that. There was only once many years ago and for three seconds. I have never had those things. Yet, when I operate, people think I, my eyes are like open and seeing television. Yet, I've never had those things. But you will not know. You know why? <laughs> because I understand that God has given, the one that every believer will operate in, 
mostly is the one of impressions seen by the imagination. That one, every believer will operate that. Not all believers operate visions. There are people here I'm looking at, I know that they, are, they work heavily in visions. That's never happened to me. You understand? Visions are like when it happens, open vision, beam is there. You can't deny it. But guess what? You don't have to walk by faith when you have an open vision or, or a closed vision. But you see, when you have an impression or you sense something, many times it feels like it's just you. And so you have to walk by faith and believe that it is God. And let me say this, God is more pleased with faith than others. So maybe while all that is going on, you're just waiting to see something physical or whatever. But no, you don't know most of you. God wants to speak to you on the inside. Speak that imagination on the inside. Just It could be a knowing he just gives you. You just sense something. It will, be, it will feel natural to you. What to differentiate it is that, okay, you know the way if somebody, if you smell food now, right? You know, you've got, I'm going to, if you just, if, if the smell of roasted chicken or something, or go on, okay, your own is called my own chicken, just enters here. You know, your imagination will just start moving, right? You just start imagining it. Why? Because you can smell it. You, you know that there's something around, something is feeding your senses for that to register, right? But when there's no roasted chicken, or when there's nothing in the natural that should bring that to your mind, and that thing is just there. What does that tell you? It tells you that something you are feeding from another source of information. Do you understand? That's what we know is the Spirit of God. There's nothing in the natural that should, that, you know, like that car I told you about, the car that was just parked somewhere. Nothing in the natural should suggest that to me. Yet, it just came to my mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. For some of you, it may be a job or something that you're going for, and then you just saw yourself go late for it. You just see a flash, just flashed. You were late. And then you just kept taking your time till you got there, you were late. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So it's impressions. God will speak more to you by his impressions. Many people are looking for the extraordinary and they miss the supernatural. Are you with me? You are waiting for one big flash or one crazy thing or one angel that will tear this roof and come down. And then you miss out on the real thing. The God ministers me by impressions. I'm telling you, I have never had spectacular experiences like that. Never. I have friends who have. If you are at camp, my friend Pastor Itoro is given to visions. He's a prophet. I have never, guess what? But it doesn't change anything. He prophesied, I prophesied. Because I understand how it works. Are you with me? So do not, don't, don't judge your relationship with God based on a spectacular manifestation. If that's great, I shall, I shall backslide since now. I just used to pray, God, I want to be close to you. You pray, pray. I expect you to just see Jesus walk into our room. This is how many years? He has not walked anywhere. Not even in the imagination. I've not even seen him. Nothing. But he is pleased. He said, without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. God is pleased. Remember Thomas? He said, you see me now. You believe me now because you've seen me. Blessed are those who what who have not seen me yet they believe. Paul, it was it Paul of Peter talking said that we, whom we have not seen, but yet we what we believe. We've not seen Jesus, but we believe. He is pleased when you take His word at face value. Are you with me? So that is how these things. We're going to be exploring more of this in the coming weeks. I have to realize that it is there's a stronger, you know, way on the inside by the, by knowing by. By the inner visions, your imagination, how it's going to imprint things. 
Hallelujah. And the point of this meeting is just for you to walk in that consciousness. As you go throughout your week, you don't just throw away, some things just jump into your mind. Just flash. Just come. Or some desires just come. You know? I just desire... I just, des I don't know. I don't have this desire to, as I'm going out of the house, I just have, I should just carry these documents with me. I just carry it. I just feel like I should carry it. But it doesn't make sense. I don't need it. But I feel like I should carry it. That's why the Spirit of God is communicating with you through what? Desire. There are three ways you communicate. Desire, you know, impressions, thoughts. Desire, impressions, thoughts. And sometimes they are combined. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Was somebody blessed? Someone learned something? Is someone going to pay more attention to their spirits this week? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let us just pray. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for these impressions. Thank you for your spirit on our inside. Thank you for the things that you want to share with us during the week. Thank you for the things that you want to tell us. We are open to your ministry, Holy Spirit. We will not forget or, or, or we will not dismiss what you give to us this week. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.